we're back. Part three here of the continuing why is this so important to us. Um, I'm Ashton. And I'm Whitney. And uh, welcome to another episode here of Questing Onward, where we talk about our life, share snippets of the things we love, and occasionally talk about some of our nerdy passions and uh, things we enjoy. Um, this is part three. For those of you who haven't, you might want to go back and get part one or two. You're just probably going to be lost here. Um, but we're just going to skip announcements and hop right on into this because, again, we have a 10-minute timer and we want to see if we can get this as much as we can in this. So we were last time for a recap real quick. We were talking about, um, we would got to the point kind of in our relationship where we had this very difficult moment and we decided like passionately, like we were, no matter what, we're going to make this thing work. Even though we had people like... Raising concerns. Raising concerns. We had, you know, even, yeah. Um, personal things personal between things us that were difficult but we were like we're gonna make this thing work no matter what we have to do we're gonna make it work um so yeah go ahead and kick us off from i guess that moment and i agree as you stated before it was like it truthfully is something that we have clung on to over the years so yeah pick us up there okay so like i said previously on episode two this was something we were either going to break up or we were going to get married we decided we were going to get married we were going to do everything in our power to make it work through communication, parenting, whatever that looked like, we were going to make it work. And I think that's laid the foundation for later on years. After we were married, we um, we found out that we were pregnant about six weeks after we got married and we were completely broke. I was not ready to have kids. So this kind of wrecked me a little bit. I wasn't in the good mental health space yeah i distinctly remember this moment it's so like i think back on it now and it's like so iconic to just like the way we were at the time but like i yin yang polar opposites here it was like we were taking this pregnancy test i told whitney i was like i i've got to be here for it because whitney's like yeah i uh just didn't take my birth control i missed a few days a few days to like a week and a half is what it actually was. And I was like, Whitney, you can't just miss, like, not take that shit. It's fine. It was hard for my parents, you know? So it, it'll be, you know, probably hard for us. I'm like, that's not how this works. But sure, yeah, that, it could go that way. Go back to sex education and <laughs> revisit that. But sure, yeah, I guess we'll visit that. And so um, we took a pregnancy test. And I remember, like, for me, I was like, I want to be a dad. Again, this is, like, my life's calling. Like, that's, like, my mantle I've wanted to be as a dad my whole life. And... Uh, I remember we looked at that test and it was so funny because I distinctly remember looking at the test. Here's Whitney and her head goes down and then here's me and my head goes up. It's like pumped. I literally did. I gave her the biggest hug. She's bawling. And I truthfully with one hand behind her head, I'm like this bumping in the air. I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you. Like I was so excited to be a dad. But like that opened up a whole new can of like communication Financial issues. burden. Yeah. That was where are we going to live? Well, we got to finish school. We don't have health insurance. Ashton was working at a at a car wash at the time. No. No, that's like right. I had go, just got back from my first summer of uh, doing summer sales. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And then I went at that point in time, I didn't have a job when we found out. I was just going through because I remember in my interview process for T-Mobile, I was like, I just found out I've got a baby on the way. And I remember being like so grateful I got the job because I had health, I had insurance, like mm -hmm. healthcare benefits, right? Or I was going to, if I was able to get full time, which I was like, I have to work in yeah. time for it. So, and I was working at a concession stand at the college that I was attending. So it was, I mean, we were so, so broke. broke. We were beyond broke. Like, let me put it in perspective of how bad it was. Like, 
there was a time where I distinctly remember we had to sit down and budget out how many diapers or sorry, how many wipes Whitney could use per diaper change because we had to cut costs somewhere. And like, we didn't have it. We couldn't cut anywhere else. Like we were living on basically nothing. And so it was like, all right, per diaper, you have like X amount of, I don't remember what the number was, two wipes, for example. Like we literally had to divide the cost by the number of wipes and then the wipes by the number of diaper changes. Like that's how, how hard it was. Like it was not easy. Like it was very difficult. It was so bad. So, and I think that kind of launches us into our next communication. Finances is something that um, we hear over and over again how this is finances is one of the leading causes of divorce in our day and age. And I can definitely see why. When we were so broke, this was something um, that it was obviously like a struggle for us and our family. Yeah. And there was a time where I was overspending and we had to have a really hard conversation oh, yeah. about finances. Yeah. And it was it was kind of devastating, honestly. It was heavy. It was a very heavy conversation. And I remember Ashton sitting me down and we had a talk about the severity of it, of long-term consequences okay. of in the like the sacredness of providing for and sacrificing for your family. And this was something that was it was such a hard conversation. And I remember, I mean, emotionally I was very distressed, which yeah. you can't just because someone is in distress, you can't stop that conversation. Yeah. And I think you you need to let those people feel those emotions and have that yeah. that not grieving, but just that turmoil, the weight, the weight yeah. severity. So let me I think this is important to know because I think that oftentimes people may misunderstand what we're saying here. Did you feel like during that conversation at any point in time, I wasn't loving you? No. Yeah. Definitely not. I, Definitely not. I, you, I knew that you loved me, but I knew that you were expecting me to become better. Yeah. And I think that it was that, that period of growth that is never comfortable. Yeah. And those conversations are always difficult. Yeah. And I think a big part of it too is like when these conversations come up, they have to come out from a place of love. Yes. Right. Like this wasn't like, uh, you know, like what the hell are you doing? Like scolding. how dare you like blow up? Like none of that it was no scolding, nothing. It was just like, hey, this is really important and I love you, but like we've got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's really important because I think oftentimes that's the problem is people are into like this, almost like this fighting, complaining, this, you know, screaming, yelling you know, bitching, moaning type of mentality. And like, it just can't be that. Like it, it can't be that mm -hmm. at all. Uh, it has to come from a place of love. It has to come from a place of concern, but like, ultimately you love this person, like, and, and like it needs to be addressed. Yes. Right. And I think during those times, it's very easy to let your emotions become the thing that leads the conversation. And I remember in that conversation, it was very emotional, but Ashen, he, he put aside his own emotions to focus on what I was feeling, but also in like a very guided way. Yeah. We still needed to find a resolution. We still needed to have a plan of action, but he was still very respectful, very loving, very understanding of what I was feeling. And I really remember appreciating that. And that was something that I had not developed that skill yet. And so it's something that I've been working towards that kind of communication for the last couple of years as well. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something that's hard, right? It's so hard to like at times like strip away your own like frustrations and emotions. Like it would have been really easy for me to just like, listen, we've, cause it wasn't like this was the first conversation. Like you, 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 you. Yeah. And yeah. this wasn't also the first conversation, mm -hmm. right? Like we had talked about this a handful of times yes. before. And so it was like, 
it would be really easy. Like we've talked about this. You know how important it is. Like how dare you? Like that's the easier way. But it's a it takes a, you know a lot of like self control. And obviously, I think going back to that concept of that marriage advice we originally got of ninety nine percent give, one percent take. Right. Like it's my responsibility as your husband to like at that point in time give and like it'd be real easy to take at that moment. But like it's my job to give. It's my job to. Um, you know, obviously stand for what's right and what we need to do, but like out of a place of love and concern, nothing more. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, that was, we, obviously that was like a really hard time in our life, the financial era of, of like having no money. Um, but you know, eventually I, we were able to work through that obviously and get to a better place. But I don't know what other things you feel like during that time of our life has kind of shaped us into the communicators or like, I guess overall, like our passion for this. Is there any other moments you can think of? We kind of already discussed when, after we had Eliza, our first daughter, we discussed a little bit about oh, yeah. you and helping me with the hobbies. I think that was a big one, which part of that was I had to have hobbies on a budget. You know, it wasn't yeah. going yeah. out and getting my nails done or getting my eyelashes done or hair sure. done. It was something that was going to work for our finances and our level where we were at. Um, but I think there's been just so many things over the years, whether it's you know, frustrations with friends and family, whether it's work. I yeah. think that's a big one as well is yeah. Ashton. He does summer sales currently. And it's something that I never thought that in my life I would be married to someone that would do door-to-door -door sales. Yeah, I did not see my life panning out that way. Yeah. I definitely was expecting an, a nine-to-five job, husband home on the weekends, Yeah, you know, really, really standard. That was something that my dad did. And I didn't really look outside of yeah. that. And that's, I think, opened up a whole other, you know, different level of communication we've had to communicate through. We see a lot of our friends in this space struggle with it, like, immensely, because it's not easy. Like, no. for those of you who know, it's a very grueling schedule. Last year, there was, like, I think, what, four or five months that I only got to see the kids literally three days. Um, and so, I don't know. But, yeah, that's, I think, overall, like, our story. We'd love, if you guys have any questions about us, like, let us know. I mean, we'd love to answer any other ones or do some future ones, but... I think hopefully that gives you guys an insight of to why communication is so important to us. And I don't think it'd be a bad thing either to maybe do one more part of this and talk sure. about summer sales and yeah, yeah, we that, that yeah. sort of communication. I think that'd be a good one. Good. So well, we'll hop on in and get another one, one of these more. knocked out. It should be the final. Maybe not, though. So appreciate you guys. Thanks.